You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Duan, who's one of our producers, um, walked behind him and she had this huge smirk on her face. And I just knew, no, we're not doing any of that tomorrow. We're going to be flying to Perth. And that is exactly what it was. She was coming up to tell us that we were flying to Perth the next day at 12.25. So um, we were very lucky that um, the company made that decision because then um, we flew on Friday and we were back rehearsing on Saturday and it was Saturday that Western Australia um, essentially shut their borders to New South Wales. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Built for the Stage podcast. This is Joe Roscoe, founder and host of Built for the Stage, Broadway's number one fitness platform. If you want to try a free trial, go to the website, builtforthestage.com, or click the link in the description of this episode. All right, let's get right to it. We're really excited for our guest, another friend from across the pond. Uh, You'll be seeing her playing Maria in West Side Story, touring Australia. Please welcome to the pod, Sophie Salvasani. Hi, Sophie. Hello. How are you? Doing so well. Uh, I hope you're having a good start to your day. It's 1020 over here in New York City. So uh, it's a pleasure to cap off my night uh, with a nice chat with you. Excellent. No, it's so good to be here. It's a good start to my day. <laughs> yeah. So everyone, everyone listening, uh, Sophie is a a uh, very well-acclaimed opera singer, actress uh, in Australia. And this is not her first go-around with Maria in West Side Story. Um, coming back to the show now, you've already had some hurdles and pivots to be made. Tell us a little bit about the past like week or so as you all have been trying to tech or get this show uh, up and going. Yeah, so like from <clears throat> from day one, it's been really different to last time. Um, our director, Joey, is actually from America. So um, when we started rehearsals, he had actually just started his two-week quarantine here in Australia. So he only got to join us week three of rehearsals. So that was, you know, a really interesting process. Luckily enough, you know, we were able to have Brendan, who was our um, resident director last time he came in and um, really led us all through the process again. Um, And then Joey joined us. And in the middle of that week, that's when New South Wales started to have their outbreak. 
and um, <clears throat> the company was starting to get a bit worried that Western Australia would shut their borders. And so we finished rehearsals on Thursday, as usual, at five o'clock, and we'd sort of heard whispers that maybe we would be flying to Perth. Um, and anyway, it was the funniest thing. Uh, Joey was just wrapping up the day and telling us, you know, we're doing such a great job. And he was telling us everything that he wanted to focus on the next day. And as he was speaking, um, Duan, who's one of our producers, um, walked behind him and she had this huge smirk on her face. And I just knew, no, we're not doing any of that tomorrow. We're going to be flying to Perth. And that is exactly what it was. She was coming up to tell us that we were flying to Perth the next day at 12.25. So um, we were very lucky that um, the company made that decision because then um, we flew on Friday and we were back rehearsing on Saturday and it was Saturday that Western Australia um, essentially shut their borders to New South Wales. So we were very lucky Um to get in when we did, but um, uh, unfortunately we didn't escape it though. Um, Western Australia got a few cases, um, I think it was on Sunday and Monday, so we're actually in a four-day lockdown at the moment, but it's going well, so fingers crossed we'll be out and ready to do our first show on Saturday. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that all those uh, great, you know, on-the-spot decisions were made by the team, so... Uh, yeah. Fingers crossed for yeah. You, so I, I, I read that you'll be touring to your hometown as well. What does that mean for you that you'll be able to bring this show to you know where you grew up? Oh, honestly, I'm just so excited. Like when we were doing the show in 2019 and we were touring, you know, I had so many friends and family asking me, "When is it coming to Brisbane? Is it coming to Brisbane?" and Unfortunately, all I could say was, no, sorry, we, we're not. Um, but oh, I'm just, I'm so excited because this this tour was actually meant to happen last year. We were meant to do Perth and Brisbane last year, but obviously with COVID, everything was shut down. So I actually thought that I would never get the opportunity to bring the show to Brisbane because I wasn't actually meant to be coming back as Maria this year. Um, I was meant to be doing another opera with Opera Australia, um, and it was it was postponed in January, and um, they had asked me which one I wanted to do, and <clears throat> I had picked um, this other opera. But fortunately, when they postponed, they re-offered Maria and Westside to me again. So I, I was honestly just so happy that I could come back. Um, I didn't realize at the time just how important um and special playing Maria and Westside was to me so I'm just so excited that the rest of my family is going to be able to see me on the stage now yeah oh that's awesome I'm I'm glad I'm sure your family and friends are as well um this isn't yeah. your first go around with playing also just like the classical soprano roles like Christine and Phantom when did you start your your singing career, what got you into opera specifically? Um, yeah. So I have like, I have a really strange path. Um, so I started singing, I think I was about 11 or 12. Um, but I guess my music journey started um, like in the primary school that I went to in Brisbane, 
Um, the school had a music program. So when you got to year four, uh, you were allowed to like trial instruments. And I was very much a big follower of my sister. And two years prior to me, my sister did that program and got the trumpet. And so when it was my turn, I was like, yep, I'm definitely going to do this. You know, I want to be just like my sister. So I trialed the program and I got the flute. And um, by that stage, my sister was too advanced for like the lessons that we were having at school. So both of us had actually already started private music lessons outside of school. And so I was doing a, a program outside of school where I'd take a different instrument home every week, which was awesome. <laughs> um, and then when I got the flute, the lessons then turned into extra flute lessons. And it was about maybe a year or two later I was in my first flute exam and there's always a singing component and um, my my teacher was listening in through the door and she heard me singing and just turned around to my mum and said, can I give her singing lessons? And, of course, my mum just went, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, if Sophie wants to, you know, go for it. And I did. Um, and, yeah, it sort of went from there. So I was doing modern pop singing Um and, and honestly, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it. I think for young singers, I, I really think that's a great way to get them interested in the music and, you know, get them passionate. So I was singing all the way up until I went to high school in Ipswich and I got to year 12 and a lot of stuff was happening, you know, obviously the academic side. I was really busy. There were things going on and um, I, I nearly gave up singing. I, I did. I went home and said to my mum, I think that's it. I think I'll I'll stop there. Um, but then I met my current teacher, Douglas McRae, who ended up coming to do singing lessons at the school for about three months. And um, honestly, he was a blessing in disguise. I I sort of just said to mum, look, I'll try, I'll do one lesson, I'll see how it goes. And it was like instant connection. And he was the one that swapped me over to um, opera singing, classical singing, yeah. And, and I went from there. I then graduated high school, decided that I wouldn't go to the conservatorium and that I would become a primary school teacher. So I went to university at Springfield in Ipswich. Um, and while I did that, I got involved with the Ipswich Musical Theatre Company, which is like the local amateur theatre company. And, and, yeah, I ended up playing Christine for them in Phantom of the Opera and then Closet in Les Mis. And then um, I ended up going to Toowoomba and doing uh, the Pirates of Penzance, which was Pro-Am and played Mabel. So, yeah, it was, um, it all sort of went from there. And then I, I made my break in Sydney. I became a young artist with the Pacific Opera Company. And it was actually during a dress rehearsal with Pacific Opera was when I found out that I got Maria in West Side Story. I just got an email and I was eating pizza. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, that's how everything started for me. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. 
Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. So for us listening here in the States, basically when primary school was done, which is, I believe, what we call high school, you went to just study to be a teacher and became a teacher, correct? Yeah. So I've actually been teaching for six years now. Yeah. Okay, so you uh, you book these shows not having really like any – you had formal singing training, but not any formal like extensive training after primary school, correct? Um, so, yeah, at that stage I didn't have a tertiary degree in music and I really didn't have that much professional experience on the stage either. So when Joey picked me as Maria, it was definitely a leap of faith. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I just brought it up because it is, that's a great story. It's very cool to, you know, I don't know, be a student and maybe your teacher. Oh, my teacher is uh, Maria in West High Story. Uh, it is, the country. It's actually really funny because um, I, I teach m- like solely in Ipswich um, back home. Um, I've never really needed to teach in Brisbane because there's just so much work in Ipswich. And there's a particular school that when I graduated from university, um, within a week, they hired me as a prep teacher. And it was the most stressful year of my life. But um, honestly, I go back there all the time and the teachers are so supportive and like all the admin staff and the principal and honestly, I think they're more excited than I am that the show is coming to Brisbane. I, I think uh, probably half the teachers at that school are going to come see the show already. <laughs> sure, sure. So what, what's it like? You're already young, you know, as it is, and then you're, you're coming into a cast or a group of people that, uh, you know, might have went to uh, a conservatory or some type of, further education to be a professional performer. How does that affect you going into the room? Like how do you shake that off and, and know that you are, you know, worthy per se to be in that room? Yeah, that's, <clears throat> that's definitely a great question. Cause I do the, you know, sometimes you just feel like you don't really belong. And, and Westside was interesting. Like when I stepped into that room in 2019, I am probably except for Tony, one of the only singers um, because they're all dancers first because Westside is such a dance-heavy show. And so it was a really interesting dynamic because I was very much an outsider Um, and, and a lot of them knew each other from, like, going to dance schools together or, you know, even some of them, like, went to primary school together, you know. it's It was sort of crazy. But in saying that, in a way that sort of made me fit in because it turned into me looking to them for help with dancing and they were sort of looking up to me with the singing. And so it sort of created a really interesting dynamic with Westside, which actually turned out to be really lovely. And many of them are now 
you know, friends, not not just colleagues. Um, but, yeah, like definitely not having that piece of paper to say that I've studied music at a university level is interesting. But in saying that I don't really, I don't really feel inferior because I have that experience now and I have the, the technique behind me and I have all those lessons, the 10, 10 years of lessons with Doug that have made all the difference. So in saying all that, although sometimes I feel like I'm a little bit of an outsider, I just have to remember that I have, I have that same, that same ability, that same technique that's going to get me through and that's going to make me do a really good job on the stage. Yeah, I brought it up because we've interviewed so many that they went to school to be a lawyer or they went to business school or maybe they did go to school for theater, but it wasn't the most accredited one in the country. But yet, you know, here they are. They still, quote unquote, made it and uh, are doing amazing for themselves in their career. So uh, also like having that feeling sometimes of that not belonging, I guess you could use that on the stage uh, within the story of West Side Story. Exactly. That's that's really exactly what Maria is like, <clears throat> you know, in the beginning there. Like all she wants to do is is be like Anita. That's all she wants. She just, she wants to fit in and she wants to be a part of it all. So you're exactly right. That's, yeah, I can really use that on the stage as Maria. Yeah. This being uh, not your first time with the role, is there anything going into this production that, you're viewing from a different angle or you might want to try out, you know, something new with this, with this character, Maria, that you get to play? Um, yeah, I guess, although a lot of it does feel familiar, like I've got, <clears throat> I've got essentially two different Tonys. So although, um, Nigel Huckle, who's playing Tony, um, although we did get to do some shows together in 2019, um, he actually, he was only meant to come in for the Canberra season because we were losing our Tony alternate, um, but he ended up doing some shows for our Sydney season. So although I have maybe done about 20 shows with Nigel, going through this beginning process with him, getting to know the characters again, has made it feel really different. And I think with every Tony that I've played with, um, there's something different, you know. Sometimes it's just the way that it's the way that he looks at me on stage and you you just get a little bit of a different feeling. Um, see, I guess, although I can't really pinpoint what's different, Maria definitely feels different for me this time around. And I think, like, every time I'm on stage, sometimes it's, I'm not realizing something about my own character, but sometimes it's watching, you know, one of the jets on stage and seeing something different or hearing them say their line in a different way. And I just understand the the show in a completely different way. So yeah, like every, every single night, I feel like I discover something new about this show. Yeah. Um, well, with Saturday looking to ramp things up again, when, when is opening or what, what is your schedule looking like if all things go according to plan on Saturday? Well, we're not 100% sure yet what exactly is going to happen because <clears throat> we've essentially missed out on all of our preview shows. They've all been cancelled. And um, 
and opening was meant to be on Friday. So at the moment, I think they're going to go ahead with um, just starting shows, the matinee on Saturday, so the matinee evening Saturday and then Sunday show. I'm not 100% sure what they're they're doing with opening, but it could potentially be Tuesday. Um, yeah, we're not we're not 100% sure and depending on how COVID goes and how many cases Western Australia gets, the lockdown could be extended. But fingers crossed, hopefully not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my last question will just be a mindset question that basically I'd like to try to parallel with, with life or a career or fitness or whatever. How, how are you kind of um, going on this journey of the unknown? Like, how are you keeping your anxiety down or how are you just staying grounded in the midst of not knowing? Whether it's this particular circumstance or maybe things of your past that, you know, you really tend to practice to make sure that you stay within yourself. Yeah, so um, I guess for me, I'm the type of person I always need to be doing something. I'm very organized. I'm, I'm someone that needs to be busy. Um, so I guess just during these days while we're locked down, you know, just finding little things to do. So I'm actually studying Italian at the moment. So, you know, I've got, I've got two whole textbooks so I can just go back and review and, and do little bits of that. Um, I guess like <clears throat> I've been yesterday, I went back and actually looked at arias that I had learnt maybe eight, eight, nine years ago. So it's actually nice to just have some time to go back and do some of my own practice and learning. Um, so yeah, it's just like little things like that. And I'm a very um, sporty, active person. So getting outside for that hour and going for a walk or going for a run, they're the types of things that I try to do. I'm actually, I've, I've gone back to swimming, but with the lockdown, I can't actually go swimming at the moment, but they're all the things that I, I try to do to keep myself busy. And, you know, it actually had some time. I, I got to speak with my sister in Denmark yesterday. So that was really lovely. <laughs> I don't always have all this time on me. So it's, it's actually nice to have a bit to do the things that yeah. I don't usually get to do. Fabulous. Well, thanks so much for your time, Sophie. It's so nice to meet you and uh, wish Thank you the you best for with the production me. coming up. Everyone, Yes, yeah, my pleasure. Everyone that's listening, um, by the time this comes out, you can hop on to uh, Sophie's Instagram. Her handle's uh, in the description of this episode. Give her a follow, and you can see where the show's at at this point. Um, once again, this is Bill for the Stage Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. If you like the podcast, rate, subscribe, and leave a comment. Until next time, Joe Roscoe signing off. Later. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now 
and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.